Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Corbett, your host, and great to have you here once again. You can find us here as always and also on Apple iTunes Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and several other directories. Today, though, we want to kind of take a look at what's going on with the 2020 season. We're only one week away from opening day, and a lot of things have had to happen to make this roll out properly. You know, MLB and the Players Association had to come together with an agreement. There's a lot of protocols for safety that they're taking and testing, and that also includes what happens with the umpires. At this point, 11 umpires have opted out of participating in this season, and folks like Joe West, who's 67, has certainly made it clear that he is not opting out, and we can certainly expect to see a lot of Joe as well. We were very fortunate in the past to have an interview with a man who I think is a consummate professional with minor league baseball, a man who certainly has the approval and the respect of many. He is the assistant director of baseball and business operations of minor league baseball, Mr. Andy Schultz. Andy, I spoke with last year about in May of 2019. He gave us a pretty good interview regarding what's actually going on in Vero Beach when they had their umpire training each year. I asked Andy to share with us what that first conversation would be like with someone who was interested in attending the academy. A kid calls, hey, man, I've been umpiring for three or four years. I'm thinking about becoming a pro. What does it all mean? How does it work? And I'll, I'll just kind of give you that here. But, I'll, you know, obviously it's, it's a month-long training program, and it's one of two professional umpire schools. If you want to become a minor league umpire, if you want to try to climb the ladder of getting to the major leagues, you have to attend one of the two schools, either our school or the other school, the, the Wendelstadt School. You know, four weeks long, six days a week, eight in the morning until about six in the evening. Out of the 24 days, there's, I think, 20 or 21 tests. You know, the physical side of it, it's, it's a bear. And, yeah, one of, the, one of the main ideas is at the end of that month, on part development, you know, our instructors and Dusty and his staff make up minor league baseball on part development. So that's what, that's what makes this program special and unique is the fact that these kids are coming to school. Well, not kids, but all of our students are coming to school, learning from the guys who train, teach, evaluate, supervise minor league umpires. And yes, one of the goals at the end of that month is to try and find, you know, the next crop to hopefully move on to, to professional baseball. So that top, you know, 22, 25, 28, whatever the number is, but we'll, you know, we'll, We'll take our top 25, for example. The other school will bring their top 25, and, and they're the ones who advance to the minor league baseball advance course. But the big thing I have to tell students over and over again is, hey, you're coming to school, and you know, 90% of the students attending want to get a job in professional baseball. And we get some what I would consider non-traditional students. You know, We get folks in their 50s, 60s, 70s that have always wanted to come to umpire school, You know, want to – be part of it and you know they come down knowing hey I'm, I'm not even trying to get a job I just want to be I just want to be part of it you know um, but still you know 90 plus percent of our students that come are coming with the goal of getting a job and unfortunately only about 20 percent 25 percent qualify so our big responsibility is to make sure that all of those students leave a much better umpire than when they came in and that's that's something I I, I guarantee it to all of our students. I, I guarantee you as a student, regardless of whether you get to go into minor league baseball or not, there's no question you're going to leave a much better umpire than when you came in. It's just the question of 
how good are you going to be and you're going to be good enough to qualify. And, you know, for many of these guys, for those that maybe never even umpired before, okay, you know what? You've got the chance to maybe just get into your high school group, start working your way into college baseball. You know, a lot of guys that are already working college baseball hope to get that chance to work D1 someday. And the nice thing about this program is whatever level you're at now, it's certainly getting you ready for the next level. And a big thing with with umpiring is, yes, you're going to take all these technical skills with you, but still, to, to get the experience and deal with that pressure, the big challenge is you're not just going to finish umpire school and jump right into Division One. I. I mean, that, that just doesn't right. happen. It's, it's almost like comparing it to going straight to AA, AAA, or the big leagues. you you still got to get your, your, your dirt on your shoes and get that experience of knowing how to deal with, with those types of coaches. Um, Mark, I'm going to give you an example. I've got a, a student that just registered with us this year. And I'm back doing college baseball now down here in Florida. And he just joined the group that I'm in. There's about 150-plus umpires in this group, many of which are former minor league umpires. Of course, those minor league umpires, especially those that had AAA level and even some big league, you know, big league spring, maybe some big league games, of course, they're going to they're gonna move to the top quicker because they know how to handle that stuff. And certainly they have the technical side down, but, but the pressure doesn't get to them of, of that highest level. And so this guy uh, that, that I've gotten familiar with, he just joined the college group this year and has been a high school umpire for the last 10 years. He's in his early 40s. And he wants to come to school to hopefully get a job in the minor leagues. He understands it's going to be difficult because he's going up against guys that are half his age. But, you know, there's there's no age limit and the chance is there. But the big thing is, look, if I can't get into the minor leagues, I, I want to climb that ladder of college baseball. And I, I've told him, I said, look, you're not just going to be able to take the certificate and go to our, our schedulers and say, hey, you know, give me University of Florida against uh, Alabama, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's still something like with all the technical stuff you're going to learn from our program is that still you got to get on the field and work your way up level by level to where you're comfortable and able to handle yourself. The last thing you want to do is get to a level where it's too far ahead of you and you're trying to play catch-up and trying to, you know, I think you get the, the picture that I'm painting there. So anyway, that's one big thing that, that we always have to remind ourselves is that, look, 75% of our students aren't going to get a job in the minor leagues. But what are we doing to get them the ability to be the best umpire they can be? And then certainly when they go back home, they're going to share their experience with, with others back in their local community and say, hey, this was, even though I didn't get a job, this was the greatest experience of my life. It's made me a better umpire, blah, blah, blah. And if you're going to go to school, that's the school you need to go to. You know, So that word of mouth is certainly something that helps there. So there's my first you know, six-minute spiel of <laughs> what it is, who we are, what we're trying to do, and what our students should expect by, by coming to our program. Yeah, no, that is. I mean, it's, it's a great explanation of what the expectations of, of the students may be. It's the, uh, mm -hmm. the great as far as the expectations of what they're going to walk away with. If it's uh, if they're thinking that immediately they're going to be into a minor league, a major league career, the, the reality being that, you know, 25 percent of your, your folks are really going to be the only ones stepping up that year for minor league. How, how does that go as far as uh, assessments after they're in? The, uh, the minor leagues? I mean, is it at the end of each year that they have to be recertified or how is their uh, performance? Well, and I'll, I'll take you to the next step. And, and the way the next step 
kind of works out is how it works out throughout the rest of the career. So you advance to the, to the advanced course, you know, you and 25 others from our program, 26 from the other program. So let's just say it's 52 at the advanced course in a particular year. At the end of that week, the umpire development is going to look at all those guys and rank them out top to bottom, number one to number whatever. And then as jobs open up in the minor leagues, those guys will get plugged in. So this past year at the end of the advanced course back in February, at the time, I believe there were 18 jobs available going into the season. And that might not be accurate, but that's usually the idea that, you know, 18, 20, 22 jobs are available going into the season in February. But as time continues throughout the season, not just not just February, March, and April, but even as late as August, there are moves that happen all season long. Guys decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to hang it up. Guys say they go home for the all-star break and say, you know what, I don't feel like going back. Um, guys have a season-ending injury. So we've been pretty fortunate that we've gotten into the upper 40s each year with guys getting jobs. And, and like I said, it could be even as late as, as August the 10th. Somebody goes down with a you know, maybe their second or third concussion of the year, and, and our medical coordinator is going to say, you know what, we're going to shut you down for the rest of the season, and you'll come back next year. Well, obviously the domino effect, if that guy's in AAA, you need to move somebody up from top to bottom, and then that brings somebody in at the bottom. During the season, our guys get evaluated multiple times throughout the year. You know, a, an umpire development supervisor will come in and watch a series, whether it's a two-man crew or a three-man crew, and watch the whole series and see each guy work the plate and see each guy work different positions on the bases. After each game, they'll get, you know, verbal reports. They'll get, you know, video evaluation. You know, spend about an hour, hour and a half after the game talking to the guys about what they observed during the game. And then at the midpoint of each year and at the end of each year, our umpires will get a formal written evaluation and they'll get re-ranked uh, at the midpoint and at the end. So, you know, here you are, you're sitting number five at the start of the season. There have been a couple moves. You move up to number two, you get to the midpoint, but you had poor evaluations. That guy could maybe drop from two back down to, you know, ten, let's just say, and guys could, could jump over him. So, you know, it's not – you can't just kind of sit on your spot. you got to keep working hard and keep trying to, to advance yourself. And, and for the most part, guys do advance. It takes about six, seven, maybe eight years to get to AAA, if you start at rookie ball and, and kind of go a level a year, you're going to spend two to three seasons in AA and then hopefully get to AAA in that sixth, seventh, or eighth season. Once you're in AAA, that's when Major League Baseball then begins your supervision. You're still a minor league umpire. You're still employed by the minor leagues and, and the league that you're assigned to. But Major League Baseball does the supervision. And then after, you know, two seasons, three seasons, maybe four seasons, MLB is going to take a look and say, hey, is this someone that's, that we're ready to keep developing? Send them to the Arizona Fall League to get some training there and then ideally get a big league spring job and maybe even get a number and get to be able to be a fill-in umpire during the regular season up in the big leagues. But for the most part, you know, 98% of umpires, 90% of umpires, hopefully they can get to AAA, but unfortunately it, it's going to come to an end. And for some guys, they do get that Arizona Fall League assignment, that big league spring training assignment, and some guys do get those big league games. But even once you start getting big league games, there's no guarantee that, that you're going to get a job in the big leagues until you sign that actual contract. So you, know, you asked me when we first got on, just to give you the example of, of myself, my first year was 1996. I was 22 years old, went to the Gulf Coast League, 
my second year, there was enough movement. I actually jumped over short season New York Penn, Appalachian, uh, Northwest Pioneer Leagues. I jumped over them, once, went to the Midwest League. Spent a year there. The following year, I was in advanced day uh, in the Carolina League. And then in my fourth year of professional baseball, I got to double A. I spent two years in double A and then moved on to triple A, where I spent three years. You know, during that time climbing that ladder to get to triple A, I had a, a fall assignment with instructional league. I went to Australia one off season to work in the International Baseball League Australia since folded. Once I got to triple A, I had a winter league assignment in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, and then after my third year, I was invited to the Arizona Fall League. And then at the conclusion of the Arizona Fall League, I unfortunately got that phone call from Major League Baseball saying, Andy, we love you and you're a great guy, but you're just not what we're looking for for a Major League umpire. And, you know, I don't I didn't stay on the phone. Well, wait, what do you mean? And what it's, you know, once you get to AAA, there's 50 plus umpires in AAA, Mark. They're all capable of being big league umpires. But the major leagues only need, you know, a handful, a dozen or so, maybe a dozen and a half umpires that they need to, to help help them out. So I don't regret one thing. I got to see parts of the world I never got to see before. My best friends are, you know, former umpires that I got to work with. And, and that experience of my 20s of being able to do that, you know, got me to where I'm at today. So you you got to go into it thinking to yourself, it's probably going to end at some point. You just hope it can end as far as it can. And some guys it ends at umpire school, some guys it ends after two seasons in short season baseball. Some guys only get to double A. You know, but but really umpire development's goal is to give you the resources to get you as far as you can go go. And they, they want every umpire to make it to triple A. They want MLB to have a really tough decision to make as far as do we keep this guy around, do we give this guy an opportunity or or do we move on from him? And you know, that's a big challenge for MLB because like I said, everybody at triple A you got to be a pretty good umpire to get there, you know. So, but that's, you know, that's kind of the course and 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 how it takes. And and look, there's some guys right now, Mark, that are in AAA that by themselves they've been in AAA for almost ten years, and the big leagues still use them for a lot of games, but yet they still haven't signed that full time contract. So, like I said, until you sign that contract, there's no guarantee. Well, it sounds like you give them, Andy, a realistic approach or, or expectation as far as what that career could be like, how the steps you have to take to be elevated to that, you know, and the physicality of the job. I mean, you were talking about you know, some concussions possibly as well. And, and with training a student coming into uh, the academy, what are some of the things that you need to tell them about physicality? What, is the, what are some of the things, that equipment, et cetera, that they need to know and protect themselves with? I tell you this, Mark, the first thing I tell every student, regardless of age, regardless of, of height, weight, whatever it is, I tell them, you've got to be prepared for the physical side of umpire school. Six days a week, every afternoon from one o'clock until close to six o'clock on your feet. It is, it's a grueling challenge. You know, we all wish we could be, you know, six three and 190 pounds and, and, you know, just look the part. But I just tell everyone, you know, coming to school, if if you're not prepared, I'm not saying you got to run two miles a day, three miles a day, but you got to be prepared for it, and and don't be caught by surprise, you know, the sore muscles and, and all that stuff. And look, it's going to happen to some people, but you know, I just tell every guy to be in the best physical condition that you can be. You know, as I sit there and see guys come in as they check in on on check-in day, 
you know, I can I can sit there and think to myself, wow, this guy looks like an umpire. You know, this guy's got a good build. This guy looks like he's carrying himself well. He's carrying himself with confidence. But still, how's he going to hold up over the course of the of the four weeks? And physical conditioning is is huge because it's just it's just a grind. You know, I mean, Mark, breakfast is is at seven in the morning. Class starts at eight. You're in the classroom until noon. Learning the two umpire system, learning the official baseball rules, learning uh, learning the concepts out of the minor league baseball umpire development manual, and then in the afternoon you're on the field applying what you learned in the classroom. And there's there's drills, there's the physical side of things. The, this, the second half of umpire school consists of camp games in which our students are the ones playing the field and running the bases with our umpires, you know. With, with the students, you know, serving as umpires, and then our staff, umpire development, and, and our minor league umpires that are that are helping with the training, they're the ones hitting the fungos, setting up all the situations. We we don't have live baseball because live baseball doesn't let us set up the scenarios that we're trying to teach. So so camp games, you know, you can imagine that it gets a little sloppy with with uh, with umpires trying to you know field a ball and throw it from <laughs> third to first, and <laughs> you can only imagine and that's you know it's, we just call them kind of. Uh, it's a camp game baseball. What do you expect, you know? But, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just the grind of six days a week from eight in the morning until six at night and get back to your room and, you know, get showered up, get some dinner, study for the next day, and then get to bed and, and get back the next day. It's if you can, if you can get out on Saturday night or if you can get out sometime Sunday and just enjoy those that, you know, that evening and that day to be able to recharge your battery because, because Sunday night and through, through Friday night, you, you've got to be back in the room getting ready for, for the next day. Well, I think that's amazing. You think of all the work there's, I don't, as a fan, I don't think many of us sit down and say, Oh, there's that guy behind the plate, you know, um, and more times than not going to be criticizing that particular person, but they don't know the train that goes into it. I mean, I, when I look at an umpire. I think the person has to be, have a personal strength, you know, a, a visual acuity, a confidence, you know, in a sense of teamwork with working with the other umpires. And I, mm-hmm. I respect that. And I think most people who enjoy the game recognize that. I think a passive fan may make, be very critical of an umpire, but most fans realize, true fans, what's involved, at least have an inkling of what's involved. What would you say to a student who, somebody who wants to be a student of your academy? How would you tell them to proceed? Well, you know, I tell them, regardless of whatever experience you have, get on the field and even if it, if you never umpired a day in your life and you go out and do a 10U game, just to get out there and just feel what it's like to to see it through the eyes of an ump. I mean, look, we're we're teaching you, regardless of your experience, we're teaching you from scratch. We're going back to to square one and teaching you. You know how to get into a plate stance, how to stand hands on knees when you're when you're out there in the middle of the infield. I mean, we're we're teaching you how to put your mask on because we're going to teach you how to do it the professional way, and it's building blocks over the course of the whole month. So, regardless of your experience, we're teaching you from 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 scratch. And I just tell everyone, keep working, but keep in mind that when you come to us, if you have experience, I umpired for five years, but no formal training. But I umpired five years before I went to school. And I got there, and everyone just told me, clear your mind, and whatever it is we teach you to do, you're going to do. You know, there's there's a challenge with school, and the part of the intimidation factor is, you know, and I'll just take it back as, as myself as an example. When I went to school at 22 years old, 
I never went to umpire school before. And you're in a classroom where there are a number of returning students. And you see them during drills and you see them in the first week or so of class and you're looking at them going, holy cow, look at that guy. He's miles ahead of me. And I'm coming in on a scale of a 1 to 10. You know, I'm coming in at a 3. And we've got guys that are second-year students that are coming in at a 5 or a 6. But over the course of the month, I advance myself from a 3 to a 7. But the returning student advances himself from a 6 to an 8. Well, part of umpire development, and kind of like player development, is that you want to find someone that you can that you can mold and develop over the course of their career. And as, as weird as this sounds, umpire school doesn't mean that necessarily the best umpire at that time in school is going to get is going to get selected. You know, a lot of those returning students come back and and they just they just level off. They hit a peak the first or second week and they just kind of level off. Whereas we're looking for people who can still grow and develop. And that second-year student, we want to see you grow from a six to a an eight or a nine. You know that that young student that comes in and starts as a three and can can you know get himself to a seven. All these numbers are relative, of course, but but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. That that you know second-year guys, there are a lot of guys that get jobs in their second year coming back. But if it's your first time going to school. Don't be discouraged by looking at a guy that clearly had four previous weeks of umpire training, worked some independent ball. Of course, he's at a different level at you at that point. But what are you doing to show that growth and development over the course of the whole month? And, you know, there are a lot of guys, a lot of guys that never umpired a day in their life. They played baseball in, in college. They maybe barely worked a couple, you know, 10U games in the fall before they went to school. But then they come to umpire school, and, and those guys, we can really develop them into umpires because they don't have any bad habits to break. Those guys that that been umpiring for a while, you know, like I said myself, I umpired for five years without the formal training. I got a lot of bad habits to break, and if they're <laughs> going to teach me how to do something, I'm going to do it exactly the way that, that they taught me. And I was fortunate that after that, that first time at umpire school, I was able to get a job. That's outstanding. Um, we're speaking with Andy Schultz, administrator for minor league baseball and up umpire training academy. And Andy, let's see, that's a, what is it? Each year in January, the Jackie Robinson training center, is that where anybody who's interested in this, where they would be participating? That is correct. Yeah. Our, our next session is going to be running from uh, January 5th through, through February 2nd at the, what's now called the Jackie Robinson training complex, the old Dodgers, the old Dodger town spring training complex over in Bureau beach. And it's, it's a fantastic setup, Mark. It's basically an all-inclusive sports resort. You know, the packages that we have in place that our students for our room and meals package, really, other than getting themselves to Florida, that room and meals package includes, you know, a shared room in, in one of the villas there at the Jackie Robinson Complex. It includes all your meals. Uh, we'll give them six Academy T-shirts, a jacket, and a cap. We'll give them all their student materials. We do invite students to bring their own equipment, and we do have a partnership with a with an equipment company, uh, UmpAttire.com. But still, our students each day are going to have to bring you know, some of their own equipment or get that equipment and part of their uniform. You know, I mentioned we give them the T-shirts, the jacket, and the cap. They'll be wearing that with their base pants and base shoes. That's their uniform every day in the classroom and on the field. So, but it's the Jackie Robinson Complex, and, and MLB has since purchased it, and they're putting a lot of 
resources into it and really sprucing the place up. And it's it's been a great home for us in our existence, and we're hoping that it's going to just keep keep developing now that MLB is, is putting some resources into it and really sprucing the place up even that much more. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, looking at all that advancement happening with the training center itself. But if somebody was to be a student of this, now where would they go to register to to qualify? Uh, our, our, um, we can be found at uh, milbumpireacademy.com. That's our main website. And, uh, you know, lots of information there, uh, video, descriptions, so on and so forth, descriptions of our class, of, of our classroom experience, what happens on the field, you know, uh, bios of our of our staff. But I tell you, the, the real, the real, getting a real good taste of what we do, um, our presence on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, uh, we've really taken a good social approach to uh, to our marketing and our, our Facebook, MILB, Umpire Training Academy on Facebook. There are uh, regular videos, uh, descriptions of, uh, and video descriptions of, you know, what's a day like on the field, meeting our staff, really kind of taking you behind the scenes of what to expect going into umpire school. You know, when I went to school 20-plus years ago, you just got a brochure with some photos in it, and you tried to imagine the rest. Well, the amount of video that we have uh, through our Facebook uh, feed is really it's it's astronomical, and uh, and our staff has produced all that that footage ourselves. So you know, check that out. It really helps paint the picture of what to expect when you come to school. Andy, I can't thank enough for joining us today on Baseball Biz and going over ex- about the Umpire Training Academy, what it takes for a student to get there, you know, and the, the whole career path. So thank you for joining us today, and we wish you and all those umpire trainees and also those already in the field uh, a wonderful season and uh, hope to get speak with you again in the future. It's been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate it, and we hope to hope to have more of you join us in, in January down in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. Excellent. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. And there you have it, Andy Schultz. For more interview with him, back in May of 2019, he's the Assistant Director of Baseball and Business Operations in Minor League Baseball. Also somebody, like I said, who has made a big difference with folks who are trying to advance themselves as umpires. Andy, I want to thank you again and salute you and all the folks at Minor League Baseball who've been making everything exciting for a lot of us in our community. So thanks to Andy. I remind you all, I'm Mark Carbett. You've been listening to Baseball Biz. You can find us here and also on your favorite podcast service, whether it be Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, or wherever. We look forward to talking with you again real soon. Thank you very much, and have a great week.